0: The important part, unmute everybody.
1: Test, test. Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: All right. Here we go.
2: Five, four, three,
3: two, one, zero. Ignition. Lift off. Look at them, madam. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful?
2: Sorry, I
0: don't know anything about stamps. Live from the eBay photo booth, does somebody have a quarter for pictures? This is the award winning stamp show here today, episode number 204, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center. This is Tom. This is Scott. This is Mark.
1: This is Cash. Oh, excuse me. While I put down my Del Taco Macho drink. Sorry about that.
0: Do we have a new sponsor?
1: I'm trying to get one.
0: Okay, good. Uh, Today we're going to be discussing photos for your eBay listings. Is it just for eBay listings or are we discussing just photos of stamps in general too?
2: Well, I guess you could use it for other stamp auction websites but uh well most people eBay, who, you know. eb, eb, most people start out with ebay so well i was thinking is it like you know
0: to have like a photo history of your collection
2: that you could do yeah well, yeah you could do that um you could also sell on hip stamp or
1: well hip stamp takes the pictures directly off of ebay so we yes should... but you don't yeah. have
2: to list on ebay to list on hip stamp
1: that is correct so let's say this is discussion photos for eBay because eBay has strict rules, right. whereas Hipstamp doesn't have strict rules. So probably half of this stuff applies to Hipstamp and the r- remainder applies to eBay because it applies to eBay rules.
2: Well, don't forget you, others, other sites like DelCamp. Have you sold on DelCamp?
1: No, I have not sold on Del, Del Camp. Is anybody here even slightly an expert on Camp?
2: Never even heard Uh, of it. Other than when it came out, I signed up, and I get emails every once in a while. I I know they sell a lot of other things. Like eBay, they sell a lot of other things besides stamps. So this may apply to Camp. Right, but they are more focused in Europe. Yeah.
0: You know it would be really cool? If PSE had a thing on our, our site where you go and put in an eBay listing, and you can type in the certificate number and it would give you the photo off of your cert and like the description of the stamp, kinda like it I does. I think collect,
1: Greg is working on that. Kind of wor- like kinda like it, kinda
0: like it does on Collector's Corner right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're working on that. That would be cool.
1: Yeah, so that you can put in the cert number or link to the cert and it grabs all the pictures. So you don't even have to scan it. You just if you have a cert, the picture automatically goes up. Ooh, technology. However, we would have to get the approval of eBay because loading pictures off another website is kind of verboten off eBay.
0: Get out of my head! I was going to say verboten.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, me and me and uh, Mark were talking at lunch at Del Taco, mm-hmm. home of the Del Taco taco. Yeah, not to be confused with the, Del Camp.
0: The Del Taco.
1: The Del Taco. And uh, he was mentioning how you can't have watermarks on your photos or how they're trying to get rid of it because a lot of the search functions that are going on, um, you will look for images and you will see the image. So if, if there's a popular image, it'll pop up. eBay, you know, it'll pop up as an eBay item. But if it has a watermark on it, A, it might screw up the image search, and B, you're going to be... Advertising someone else with your eBay searches So I'm sure that You know because You could take advantage Of the situation somebody probably Did and so They're well that's how most rules away. are born <laughs> Yeah exactly So they're getting away from allowing Watermarks
0: Well when you add a watermark too though and Then it looks too much like a stock photo How do you know that it well, was the re- it's the real item you're gonna get.
1: That's true and we're going to uh, discuss stock photos actually.
0: Oh good yeah. so why don't stock. you kick us off I hate stock photos. Kick us off Super Bowls this weekend. Yes yeah well I can't say that. the big game.
1: Does anybody here uh, not hate the Patriots?
0: Go Saints <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Okay there,
1: there's there's my does answer.
2: anybody here not care?
0: Yeah. I think you're the only. I don't. One. I don't care because the Saints aren't
2: playing.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's. Yeah. That that. Yeah.
2: I just don't care.
0: Well, the only connection between eBay sellers and buyers is a computer screen. Buyers can't touch, handle, examine, smell, or inspect items for sale. I never would have thought before in my life that the smell test would be a thing on stamps, but after some of the stamps that w- we've received here, I can see that that would actually be a thing. Absolutely. Oh,
2: yeah. no, absolutely.
3: Everything from smoke to bleach. Yeah. Both smell and taste.
1: That that was a biggie for... <laughs> <laughs> that was a biggie for Beanie Babies. You know, they used to advertise
2: from non-smoking household. Well, they do the same thing with, uh, with the Disney pins. Really? I looked at a lot of listings and... One of the big things is you know if you know if it is, you, you put in your listing that it's from a non-smoking household.
0: Yeah that seems as a weird thing. Um, I know that, but I also knew some people who sold and bought and stuff that were smokers and they're like, it's never negatively affect my pin. I look it at compared to anything else because they're I mean they're glazed. There's no Yeah,
2: yeah that's what well, i was lo- thinking. But. Yeah, and a lot of times if they're in the original packaging, the smoke doesn't necessarily permeate. But also if you don't have if you don't own it for a long period of time, if you're you're turning over stock, then it, oh, it yeah. usually doesn't matter so much. But when you're especially when you're dealing with paper like stamps, <sighs> that smoke just gets in there and And it it just reeks.
0: Consequently, buyers must rely on photos and words to fully understand the items before they make a purchase. Unfortunately, far too many buyers don't read the listings thoroughly. Guilty. Yeah. Instead, they glance at the photos before clicking the Buy It Now button.
2: You know, that didn't used to be the case back 10 or more years ago people, because eBay didn't allow listings with
1: photos only. Well, forget about 10 or so years ago. When they changed so that it was cell phone accessible, they changed the layout of the page. Oh, yeah. The description is far, far, far down. And so if you're looking at your your computer screen, it may be two or three, well, not two or three. It should be three or four screens down before you actually hit the description. And even then you have to click on... Yeah, and to get to get yeah, the it, full description. Yeah, it could it could have like a couple sentences and then say click here for more. So the description is uh lacking, let's say.
2: Well, that just goes to emphasize why it's important to have a good title as well. Oh, absolutely. The title and the picture which we discussed in a previous episode. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, because eBay is a visual platform, it is imperative that sellers take the necessary steps to represent their items accurately and completely. (laughs) Ah, If only that were true. (laughs) Here are a few suggestions for how to take outstanding photos that will help you sell your wares on eBay. When you list an item for sale on eBay, you have to include at least one picture. The first picture you add, called the gallery photo appears next to your item's title in search results and is the main photo in your listing. You can, however, add up to 12 pictures. eBay stores copies of your photos, and they'll stay in your completed listings for up to 90 days. You can reuse them if you relist the item or create a new listing for something similar. So our first tip is avoid using stock photos.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, I don't do this. I do use, I call them generic photos. If I have a hundred of something, I will show one picture. I won't scan it a hundred times, but I will also dramatically reduce the price. So, you know, I may have a $20 stamp, a catalog value of 20 bucks, and put it up for a buck and a half. And for that price, you know, like I said before, I always use the worst one. It's not like I have a superb gem 100 picture and then send you a little crap stamp. I will take a picture of the worst one and I'll put in the description I have a 100 of these. You're bidding on one of them. Oh, and uh, I just got a huge grease collection collection of stamps of grease. And
0: some no, of those you, I thought you just had like barrels of grease. You... Yes.
1: <laughs> and uh, some of those sets I have 20 of. And if I scanned each one, first of all, I'd have to sort them. I'd have to make sure that the right picture goes with the right stamp. It's it's far easier for me to use one picture for all of them. And using one picture for all of them means that the buyer gets them for incredibly cheap. So I do use generic pictures. However, eBay does have rules against using stock photos from manufacturers and the like.
2: And that's Uh,
1: where you kind of get into problems.
2: The stock photo has to be your own image. It can't be somebody else's image.
1: Well, it could be. I mean, we're 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 selling stamps. Now, if you're selling, like it says here, Birkenstock sandals, you have a problem if you're using a Birkenstock image. image. Yes. No stamp image, though, is copyrighted. It can't be. And it's not copywritten by the U.S. Post Office or anything. So you can use stamp pictures for listing stamps. You can get the stamp picture from anywhere you want. See, I, I, I go the
3: opposite direction because if I'm selling something like the 1932 Washington Bicentennial set, there may be somebody selling, you know, that has you know 10 or 20 of these sets and they're selling them, and they put one photo, whereas when I scan it, I put on my description, photo shows the exact stamp you will receive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And oh, that's such you Sets you apart a little bit more. Yeah, that's Well, it's always
2: good always to do prefer, that yeah. if you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, because then they know. But, and, and it, I, I do the same thing because generally I'm not like cash. I don't buy a big collection and end up with like 20 of the same set. Right. I'll end up putting stuff together and rather than try and sort them all out, Because I don't generally have them all for sale at one time. So I'll I'll just image what I have and stick it in a card and slap the inventory number on it.
1: Yep, There is absolutely a trade-off between the amount of time the seller puts into putting the lot up and the amount of money the seller charges for that lot. If the seller puts a lot of time into the listing, then they have to charge commensurately. Me, I charge. Rel- if you've gone to my site, I charge relatively low prices, and I also give you really crappy customer service. <laughs> and, I see, I see, and it's a trade-off. Yeah, yeah, I see this a lot with modern
3: duck stamps, where you'll see a, you'll see a, you know, the like a, you know, RW, uh, you know, fifty-six or something like that, and and it's and it's being sold, and there's like a hundred copies, but. You know, when I sell it, I sell it one at a time. And so, you know, I'll put in, that's when I put in the description, the stamp. see, I don't like it because
0: to me, it's like if you're buying a stamp based on the front, which a lot of people do, it's like, you know, wow, you took a hundred stamps. And to me, it's like, okay, you took the very best one that looks like a 95 or a 98 or something like that and posted that as your picture. And then you're selling 99 grade 50s.
1: Yes, except here's the drawback of that. If you actually did that as an eBay seller, what ends up happening— You'd have a lot of negative
2: comments. You have
1: a huge number of negatives, and you have a huge number of returns.
0: I thought you weren't allowed to put negatives anymore.
1: uh, The buyer can. Yeah, the seller can't. Seller can't. So if you do that, you will—your business will suffer, and whatever time you are saving— you're just going to give up by giving refunds and relisting items and stuff. It's not worth it. Like I said, I list the worst one, not the best one. And nobody returns my stuff.
0: So having, so having culled over things like Canada Post and, and uh, USPS for pictures and things like that for our uh, when we're talking about new releases and stuff, have you seen anybody i know usps uses the picture of the stamp and they put a line through forever and all of the canada post they have a which i actually like this better is they have a straight line in the bottom margin below the stamp Mm -hmm. to designate so that somebody can't use that as a stamp Have you seen – has anyone seen those on eBay listings where they just use the USPS or the Canada Post's stock photo that way?
1: I have seen people do it. I have talked to people who do it. Here's the problem with that is you end up getting a bunch of emails from people saying, this has a line through the value. Is this (laughs) the actual stamp? And you have – I mean, you have people on eBay who ask these questions because – it's eBay, you know. It's the internet. Everybody is allowed to be on the internet. You don't have an, you know, you don't have to pass an IQ test to buy a computer. They get these, and you get these emails, you know, asking this question, and people go, you know, why am I going to use a USPS picture with the line through the value? I'll just use the one next to it. So people tend to not do that just to avoid the, the email flood.
2: So. St- basically stock or representative photos are in general not a great idea.
1: no they are not It's really a way for you to blow out a lot of stuff quickly but like I said, when I have a hundred of them, I don't want to take 10 years to sell them. I'm gonna put a hundred of them up and I'm going to price them dirt cheap and blow them out of here I want I want them gone right so, so but going into our next topic, you know, what do you do instead of using stock photos? You obviously take your own photos. So, Mark, how do you take your photos? And then I'll tell you how I take mine because I don't.
3: The uh, I use a scanner to scan all my stamps. Um, and sometimes people will ask for a photo of the back, you know, because they want to see the condition of the gum. And in those cases, the scanner doesn't work because it doesn't—you don't see an oblique view. And so in those cases, I will put the stamp, you know, on the desk and then take a picture at an angle and then email them that picture. Because if, if somebody wants to see the condition of a gum or, or see, you know, how, uh, how, how light the hinge mark is, um, the scanner doesn't show that, but an oblique photo will.
1: Oh, I totally agree. Uh, my basic rule is if I'm planning on getting more than $25 for the stamp, I'll scan both sides. But the other side... It's kind of worthless. You know, I'll I'll sell a stamp that's mint never hinged. And if you take a picture of the back of a stamp that's mint never hinged, it'll just be white. Right. Well, if you take a picture of the back of the stamp where it's mint lightly hinged, it looks exactly the same. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the only time it looks different is when it's
2: heavily hinged. Well, the other thing is, uh, you know... Because I buy covers on eBay. And so sometimes the, the back, especially on, like, first-day covers, a lot of times the backs will have toning or hinge remnants or things like that because they were mounted in an exhibit. And these are things that are absolutely necessary for me to see because, you know, I don't want a crappy back on my cover. I want a nice, I want a nice copy. So, uh, yeah, even even if it's a fairly low-priced cover... If it's something that's, you know, not super common, like an Artmaster first-day cover or something like that, if it's not super common and normally comes in very nice condition, then, yeah, I want to see a back, even if it's only going to be, you know, 3 $5. Yeah,
1: okay.
3: Yeah, I typically don't take pictures of the back, but I do describe the back as best as I can. Yeah. Even small things like a pencil notation, I'll put that in
2: the description. Now, when I, when I do sell covers... Um, I generally don't include a uh, image of the back unless there's something of note like a cancel or a mark. If if there's no marks and it's just going to be a white picture, then I don't generally show it.
1: Well, I've been selling for a really long time like boy, I've been on eBay for I think eBay is like 24 years old and I'm 20. I've been there 23 of them. I have never had a cover returned because the back of the cover was hinged or marked in some way. I mean, it's kind of a given that there's, you know, the back of the cover is whatever the back of the cover is. Yeah, but most of the covers Sometimes you don't a sell. Sometimes <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Most of the
2: covers you sell aren't like modern first-day covers either.
1: Oh, that's very true, yeah. Plus, you know, like I said, there's a trade-off between the amount of time you put into a listing and the amount of money you have to charge. I I talk to dealers all the time, and they say, well, I can't sell something on eBay for less than $50. I hear the $50 number a lot. And it's because it takes them so long to list stuff. Well, me, I type in the title, I have a listing program, and like we're going to discuss in a moment, I. Have my stamps scanned for me. I pay someone else to scan them. And so for me, my time, I can list a hundred stamps in an hour, a hundred different listings in an hour, just banging them out. Boom, 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 boom.
2: Well, notice that you're also saying scanning. You're not taking photos, you're scanning, which is important. And yes, it's something you can have somebody else do. Well, for me,
1: I have a uh, 11-year-old kid. Perfect. An 11-year-old can scan just as well as I can, but his time is worth virtually nothing, and my time is relatively valuable when putting stuff on eBay. You know, if I spent an if I spent let me make pretend I can put 50 stamps up in half or in an hour. Me scanning for an hour versus me putting fifty stamps up, obviously the fifty stamps has much more value to it than me scanning, and that's why I scan. And quite frankly, I pay you know between twenty five cents and thirty three cent thir- uh, three stamps for a dollar. That's how much I pay for my scanning. Um, I, like I said, I do scan the backs, or I have the backs scanned, if the stamp I expect to sell for. More than 25 bucks. So those stamps will have two scans instead of one. But you know, I I am at the low end. My average sale is eight dollars. Whereas there's a lot of people, like I said, the dealers say I can't. It, it just you know I'm doing two lots an hour because I'm typing a whole bunch of stuff and putting up pictures and everything. And at two lots an hour, they have to sell it for 50 dollars. For me, putting you know. Fifty stamps up in an hour, I can easily cover the costs of uh, putting up more stamps. If that makes sense. Yeah.
3: So in scanning, the what I usually do is I'll put all of my stamps on a black card um, with the um, with the clear cover, and um, and I'll weight the card down on the scanner because if you don't, you could end up with. Um, light reflections at the top or the bottom. And these are really difficult to get rid of.
1: Yeah. Especially with covers. I do the same thing. Um, There are two types of black cards, though. One of them is the cardboard one with the plastic over the top or over the front. And the other one is the plastic sheets with the pockets in it. I don't like using the ones that are made out of plastic because... The plastic, the background, will reflect sometimes, and the cardboard does not. So just my preference is to use the cardboard uh, sheets, put the stamps on. I put the glassine next to it, so each pocket has a stamp and a glassine next to it, so I can put them in the glassines easy. And then I just hand the person a big box of sheets and say, go to town.
2: You know, I, I use 102 and 104 cards to, to put my items in, put them on the scanner, and I've never had a problem with the the glare.
1: Well, yeah, because there's plastic on the background.
2: No, there's it's plastic over the front or, of this.
1: I'm, I'm sorry, I misspoke. It's cardboard on the background. Yes, cardboard
2: yeah. cardboard on the background.
1: No, I'm talking about. I think they're Hagner pages. Where they're made out of plastic? No, or the,
2: the Hagner's are, are actually... Uh, they're the cardboard ones? Yeah, they're the cardboard ones. What's the one with the Vario? Sa- safe and Vario.
1: Var- yeah. So Vario has the plastic on the back. Yeah, those I don't like scanning on. They're great yeah. for storing stamps. They're great for stock books and everything. I have a zillion of them, and I use them. I just don't scan with them.
3: Yeah, with the the where I see the problem comes in is if you're going to say that you're, you're going to sell a set of, say, the uh, Liberty Series... You know the one through uh, one cent through one dollar or half cent through one dollar, and you put them all on the same card and you stack them. Then the um, the fact that the that that it has depth, it pushes the the white plastic front out, and so you get, you know, you get a white shadow.
1: Yeah, it's and it's not even like white; it's sometimes like rainbow colored. Right.
2: Yeah. And
3: and it's
1: all around the edge, and it's like that looks weird.
3: So I have to I have to weight it down with a book. In order to, to, you know, minimize that. And I, th- what-
0: I was going to say one of the things I think we haven't tackled here is if you're going to take a picture, because we've been talking a lot about, you know, Mark scans, you scan. Um, Mark's talked about pictures taking at an angle from the back. But the front of the stamp, perpendicular to the stamp, don't take oh, a picture. Yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing worse than looking at the picture of a stamp that goes off into the background because yeah, they like took it at like a 45-degree yeah, like, or more angle. Well, rhombus. A lot because of it it's, it's a lot of people lit, look and for they're trying to it, – it, the stamp's lit, and they got the kitchen light right over the top yeah. of it. So they're trying not to get a, sh- not to get a glare. Yeah. But in order to not get a glare, they have to almost take a picture of the wall. And it's like, you know, you get that – like you said, trapezoid look, and it's like I see those. If I see those listings yeah. when I'm looking for stamps, because
2: I'm looking for well-centered stuff, yeah, I skip right by it. I yeah. don't and even look. Anybody who's selling single stamps or small sets, a lot of times the centering of the stamp is important, and if you don't, if you're taking an image at an angle, you're not going to get a true sense of the centering of a stamp.
1: And, well, even more than that, it looks amateurish. <coughs>
2: It very much so. These
1: people are going for speed. As a buyer, I just pass right over those yeah. and move on to the next one. They're using like their cell phone, and they're snapping pictures quick. Oh, absolutely. Take the extra time, because it doesn't take that much time. As a matter of fact, what type of scanner do you have? I have an HP. Yeah, I have an HP also. I, I have two HPs. And it's very quick to scan a stamp. I mean, my 11-year-old... He does about 75 scans per hour. So, you know, he's making good money. But he can do 75 scans an hour. You could probably do 200 photographs an hour. But the 75 scans are going to be well-centered. They're going to be well-lit. And they're going to show good detail. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Zoom uh, that uh, eBay has. And you lose that. You lose the detail if you're using a cell phone and just banging these things out. Oh, absolutely.
2: Because another thing people look for on eBay are varieties. And if you're, if you're trying to sell something with a variety, you really have to be able to show the variety so people can see it.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about backgrounds now.
1: Since we use the uh, solid
2: and black, yeah. Since yeah. we use them. unless you're selling a black bordered item, in which case you want a white border,
1: right?
3: <laughs> or
2: I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually, I would say I would recommend a gray border, not a black, a white yeah. border.
3: I do, I do use white borders if I'm going to sell like some of the locals, um, where the paper color is green or mm-hmm. gold. Um, then I'll use the white background, but almost exclusively. Oh, yeah, if you're going to do
0: like, um, like something that's on a, we'll take a St. Louis Bear. You know yeah. they have different colored papers. If you used a white background, so you could get a comparison of white compared to the actual paper color, that might be a good idea. But I think in general, the first thing you need it doesn't. I don't think it has to be black, but it has to be solid. You know your granite countertop, though it's a black background, <laughs> you know is a modeled appearance, and it can make things look really bizarre. I think. I've seen photos where I think there's a particular seller, and I don't know who it is, but they use a red background. Yeah. I mean, when you scan past, it's like, oh, that's that guy's stamp. Yeah. Oh, that's that guy's stamp. You know, that's catchy. You yeah. could that I, from a marketing standpoint. You know, you can kind of tell. You know, if I see a red background, I know it's Joe's Stamp Shop. Yeah. Um,
2: and and if you if you've had good experiences with this guy, it kind of triggers that, and you
0: go through and you look for red backgrounds. Yeah. I think the key is not having it be the same color as the perfs and having a solid color. Whatever that color may be, use a solid color.
1: Well, I had a piece of computer equipment. It was a a Wi-Fi antenna. And I took a picture of it on my bedspread, you know, using my cell phone. And I listed it. And I got emails back because, you know, jerks are on eBay just like they are every place else.
0: They and wanted to know where to buy your Jurassic World. Yeah. Those birthday. are called trolls. Yeah, they, <laughs>
1: and, and I'd get emails saying, I have that bedspread. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, so after that I started finding something solid, uh, like a solid cover, uh, solid cloth, or I mean, it's not can, hard finding something you can solid. You color. can
0: invest in really inexpensive these days, light tents, Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. That'll give you, you know, solid backgrounds. But it's it's hard because a lot of light tents are really designed to take a picture of something straight on that's vertical. So to get a picture of a stamp, you're going to have to have it some way mounted that you can use the light tent accurately for that. Or you need to turn it up so that you can, again, do perpendicular and shoot straight down onto it.
2: Yeah, I had a light tent, actually a light box. But those would be for uh, basically bulky items. Oh, yeah. Usually, yeah. We we are blessed selling stamps. Oh, yeah, because 99% of our stuff lays flat and you can throw it on a scanner.
1: And you can stuff it in an envelope and send it off for 55 cents. You <laughs> well, know, Yeah, there we, is that, too. We truly are blessed selling stamps. If we were selling coins, I mean, even if you were selling dimes, because dimes are relatively flat, you have much more problems than we do. The fact that we have pieces of paper that fit inside <sighs> of other pieces of paper to get, go in the mail, we really have it. We have the best of all worlds.
0: Well, one of the things that you can do if you're using a scanner is most scanners, generically, the the inside covers are white. Mm-hmm. If all you're going to do is use use it for, like, scanning your stamps and nothing else, take a piece of good black, either a felt or black construction paper and spray adhesive or tape, any Double-sided tape or something, and tape that black background to the lid so you close it, you're done. It's I, You'll actu- always have a that's, solid that's black exactly background. That's exactly what I've
1: done. Well, actually, you said the first one, which in my opinion is the best. The is felt? The felt. And get a relatively thick felt. You'll
0: get a lot less glare off of things.
1: You get z- almost zero glare, and it gives you sort of that cushiness so that you can squish the item closer to the glass like Mark was talking about to get rid of that halo effect. So if you can get, and this is what I have.
2: The only other thing is sometimes the perf tips tend to stick with the felt. Oh, well, <laughs> if no. you have a really well, thick felt. Well, a lot of felt. times you have them, you have them yeah, in a the card, have. too. Yeah, yeah so. if they're in a card, that's
1: different. But I mean, for me, the only time that really matters it, but when is you have for it, covers because I don't have covers on another sheet. You know, I'll just put the cover straight on the uh, scanner, but I haven't had any covers stick to the felt. Because typically,
0: so. if you're using a scanner, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna crop your image usually, and if it's in the bottom of the card, it's very close to the white. Mm-hmm. So if you have a solid black background, you don't have to worry about oh, here's my stamp and my black background. Except I have this quarter-inch bar of white at the bottom. That now I have to like go into Photoshop or some program and try and turn it black or try and crop it really close to the stamp and then it's not well centered.
2: Now, another another thing is when you get a scanner. See, my scanner that I have at home is an oversized scanner uh, because I knew that I would g- going to be scanning things like album pages and things that are just slightly larger than an eight and a half by eleven sheet. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, if you're buying a full post office pane of stamps from the nineteen 19- 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s uh, until they came 90s, up with the, 2000, uh, 2019. until they came out with these smaller uh, yeah, the mini sheets, sheets. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't fit those on a standard scanner. you have to have an oversized scanner. so that's that's one thing that you have to keep in mind when you get a scanner is are you going to need it for oversized <sighs> items occasionally? If if you only need it very infrequently, you can use the software to take two different scans and then stitch it. But then you got to be careful putting the lid down. Oh
1: no, that's that's a pain
2: in the ass. So or just get a larger uh, scanning bed.
0: Speaking from experience, stitching sheets is very difficult. It's yeah. a pain in the because butt because when you're stitching, it lo- the the software looks for the two similar areas to try and stitch it together. Well. Stamps. The entire thing is similar. Yeah. So you may be trying to stitch it on the the fifth row vertically, and it's going to stitch it on like the third row and the eighth row, <laughs> and you're going to get a thing of like four stamps yeah. stitched together. So it's it's really hard.
1: Yes, in my opinion, don't do that.
2: <laughs> right. So, you know, like I said, if you're going to be selling large sheets and you want to scan the sheet. Then yes, an oversized scanning bed would be desirable. I, and for, and for, and for people who, thing, would, yeah.
0: and for people who might jump on and say, "Oh, you have something really big. Use a drum scanner." That doesn't work because drum scanners, ninety-nine point nine nine percent of the time, are wet mount. Yeah, and that is um, not con- not conducive to stamp <laughs> scanning.
1: No, I have uh, when you unfold a letter sheet. Uh, I have this problem a lot like with uh, when I'm uh, taking a picture of a stampless folded letter and you unfold it and it turns into an A1 sheet of paper which I forget the dimensions but A1's it's something eight like
2: and a is 8.5 by 11.
1: No, no, the A1 sheet is like 16 inches by 8.5 inches or something like that. It's the unfolded full sheet that goes through the printer back then and there's no way to sit, uh, sit it on a printer so What I'll do is I will take a picture or I'll have the scan of the words on one side and, you know, the cancels on the other and just, you know, tell the person it's one piece of paper, you know, hey, deal with it. I don't have the technology.
0: Really big piece of felt. Yeah. (laughs) Put it on your table. Piece of plexiglass over the top. Stand on your chair. Take a picture.
1: Or if you were to take a picture of a Del Taco macho drink cup filled with you use cherry light, you, coke.
0: You, you use a light box.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Uh, my, let me take a drink of my Del Taco drink here. Mm. Ah,
3: Del Taco. Well, the other thing about scanning is you want to make sure that you crop the image and don't leave
2: a bunch of background oh, yeah, yeah. around the sides.
0: Yeah, cropping photos
2: is our next thing. So yeah, now, how tightly would you crop it though? I would. Do you, do you leave a small like black border? Since we're talking about black background, would you leave a small black border? Or yeah, would you I, definitely,
3: cla- I definitely leave a frame around the perf tips. I don't, I don't
2: well, think, uh, like on a cover. Yeah. Would you crop it all the way down to the edge of the oh, cover? No, no. I'd I do
1: There isn't too small of cropping. There, I, I it, think there is. There is... Well, yeah, okay.
2: Because I a lot of times I see covers and they have absolutely no border. Yeah. And I don't like those. I like yeah. to be well, able you're, to see where you're the edge a,
0: You're walking a fine line, too, because eBay has a minimum size that they need to be.
2: Right. Well, right. you only deal with that when you have smaller stamps. All stamps are small. All st- yeah, most <laughs> of them are.
0: <laughs> the thing is, though, is you can't take... Um, if you take a picture... And you're using a small, very low resolution, and your picture is not big enough. So you think, oh, I'll just have all black around it <laughs> to make giant. it big enough for the eBay listing. I think doesn't eBay will boot those? Won't they? Yeah, they do both.
1: though. Well, they used to be very, very strict. You have to be uh, 700 uh, pixels wide,
2: right? And that's you, not a whole lot actually.
1: It, and hmm. if you had. I forget what it is. More than four hundred of it is black. The uh, whatever.
3: No, I don't
0: know what their actual rule is, but no,
1: yeah, it was five hundred some...
3: pixels is the minimum size on on one side.
1: Yeah, but uh, if if so, I guess that would be like fifty five percent. If fifty five percent of your picture was black, meaning you had you know twenty five percent on each side, you would be <coughs> breaking the eBay rules. and In the olden days, they'd boot the picture. Today I, I don't do it so I mean I don't have any pic- I've had pictures I mean, booted for being too small but I've never had any pictures booted for uh, too much I mean, margin.
0: To me, I think as far as cropping would go, I think like a quarter inch around the entirety of the stamp. Well, let's get real. Hold on. Let's,
2: well, that depends. Let, I, let, even that's a little large sometimes. Let's change.
1: Mm. Let's change the it from uh, you know how much black it should have as to. Why you should have black
0: around it? Well, well, it
2: goes to our background color. Well, right. uh, obviously, the, the bigger on a the perforated, contrast, on a the perforated more, stamp, you want to be able to see the perforations, and you want
1: it to look nice. It and presents you want it, well,
2: right? If if you have a if you, you crop your item, and you have a huge black space on one side and nothing on the other, that doesn't look good. No, you, so you want to balance yeah. it out as well as yeah. having.
1: You want it framed. You want you want this yeah. is like a piece of art that a person's going to put in their collection. You want it to be framed. You want it to look nice. You want to go, wow, that's a cool picture.
2: Yeah, you don't want it crooked either.
1: Yeah, right. you know, crooked with, uh, you know, if the stamp, you know, no stamps. Well, very few stamps are well centered. So having a poorly centered stamp on a poorly centered background, just makes it look worse. So from a marketing standpoint you just want a nice frame of solid color
2: right s- and, setting off your stamp and It can be small but it needs to be there and it needs to be clearly there yeah
3: The other part about marketing that I one of the things I dislike is um, I don't, for anybody that buys Hawaii stamps on eBay there's one particular seller that when they list their stamps, they put them on a black card with the, their company logo, and they take a picture from far away, so the stamp is real tiny in the in the picture. <laughs>
1: Oh, who is this? Who is this? Oh, I'm looking at it right now. I'll hold yeah. it up to the microphone. Right.
3: So yeah. Anyb- it is. Anybody it's,
1: that buys Hawaii stamps will will know this immediately when I'm talking about. It's this large black picture. It has Hawaii stamp and coin. Has a picture of Diamond Head, and then underneath it, it's got the stamp. And literally, the stamp is what maybe two <laughs> <you're> percent. Right. <laughs> maybe two percent of the whole background.
0: So they're actually selling a book with the picture of a stamp on it, right? right? Yeah, it honestly looks
1: kind of like the cover of a book, doesn't it? Yeah, I can't imagine that they
3: they get a lot of sales that way. but um, but yeah, you want you want have a nice close up picture of your stamp and crop out all the extra
0: I mean, Come, come on talking about stuff. watermarking.
1: yeah, this this is the, yeah, that's uh, that's overkill.
0: See the silly part to that to me is if you just had, a file of your logo, you could take a really big picture of the stamp and put a smaller version of your logo and have it be 80% stamp, 20% logo instead of 80% logo, 20% stamp. Oh,
1: forget about 80%. Well, that's, that actually, about, like that's, 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 well, that's actually
0: about 50% logo, 10% stamp, 40% black. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, and if you're going to do that, make that your second picture. You know, make the first picture a nice
1: close-up image of the stamp.
0: Well, make your, f- or make your second picture just your company name. Sure. Actually,
1: I used to do that. I would have, uh, when I was selling something, digit, you know, I'd be selling something big, you know, 16 stock books or something like that. And afterwards, you know, to add, I'd have some pictures. I would use a picture of a street sign, and it would have stamp, and underneath it, it was stuff. So it's the corner of stamp and stuff. And... I'd use that sort of as a logo. And, you know, people look at it and they go, oh, but it it's advertises the company or it advertises me, but it really doesn't advertise a stamp. <laughs> uh, I see them as doing sort of the same thing.
2: Right. So now that we've discussed borders and backgrounds and, and all of that, what, uh, how big should you scan it? I mean, I scan it 300 DPI, which is probably overkill. I think a lot of people scan at only 100. Yeah, I scan at 600
3: DPI, and then I might reduce it. I scan at 600 later.
2: DPI also. Yeah. I generally scan at 300, but then again, a lot of times I'm selling covers instead of single right. yeah. stamps. Well,
1: yeah, if you if you scan a cover at 600 DPI, it comes out to be a huge. ginormous file. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's a huge file. So, yeah,
1: I mean, a uh, uh, cover at 300 may be too much.
2: Yeah, it, it if I'm if I'm selling a single stamp, obviously you know three three good, six hundred can work, but I've never run into any problems with the size limit on eBay at three hundred. So yeah,
1: well, I use a picture editor, so all my stuff is between seven hundred pixels and eleven hundred pixels.
3: Yeah, and that's a good size. Yeah. The um the other thing we haven't touched on is um. Uh, we almost never run into the problem of uh, of too many pictures because you know a stamp you could take a picture of the front, take a picture of the back, maybe take a picture of the cert, you know three three images and that's it. But if you're selling a collection or you've got a stock book full of stamps that you want to sell and you want to take a picture of the pages, you're limited to only twelve pictures. Yep. So the way one of the ways to get around that is if you scan all the pictures and then in a program like Photoshop. You say put four up on each image, then you can get 48 pictures, you know, in in, in your eBay listing instead of just 12.
1: And you have to do that because what we used to do is we would have HTML in the description. Right. Right. And it would pull the pictures from our web, you know, our web hosting site. Ebay said, "No, no, no. We don't want you pulling stuff from other web hosting sites. You know, you can't put HTML in your description anymore. They basically sort of put it out of business. So,
3: right. well, you can use HTML. You just can't use links because of the um, of the situation with Google search, where if if you're if you put a link that um, that is not a dead uh, link, yeah, or, or or a link that is not already uh, approved by Google, right." right it will come out as um, a warning. Yeah. And so eBay doesn't want any warnings on any of their pages. So uh, if you have an external link in your eBay page, they'll they'll kick it out. Yep. They've
0: been doing that for a while. You were talking about um, image size, something I used to use a long time ago when uh, taking pictures and things like that. There's a free program out there that you can download. It's called Photo Razor. And you can take, like, a 24 megabyte file and say i want to shrink it to this size and you just click a few things and it'll save it and it'll save a smaller version yep so that's a really good free utility if you're worried about taking you know because like mark says he does a relatively high dpi but you'll get into that because we're going to talk next about the zoom features yes of and just so when pe- you when you roll over and you get the zoom.
1: And just so people are aware, seven hundred pixels by five hundred pixels. It's about that's about five inches by three and a half inches. So that's when we talk about seven hundred by five hundred pixels. That's about how big it is. The zoom feature, you get a little box. You can scroll over the picture if the picture is big enough. If it's not big enough, you don't get that Zoom uh, feature. So if you put it over there and you don't get it, it means that the person didn't scan their picture large enough. It's nothing wrong with your computer. But you can magnify certain spots of it and uh, get closer look, like if you're looking for varieties or something like that.
0: So. Yeah, and the b- the bigger the file that you can make, the better off you are because you'll get that Zoom feature.
1: Yes, and that Zoom feature is very important for marketing your stamps. It doesn't even matter if the person uses it. The fact that he can use it means that uh, you have a higher percentage of selling your stamp. So anything else we have today? On photos for stamps?
2: Uh, Other than don't use photos...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Use, Use a scan. scanner. Use a scanner.
2: Use a scanner.
1: And while you're scanning, you can always sit back and sip on your Del Taco macho size cherry coke.
0: You are officially trying too hard.
1: Hey, they're a big—they're a big company. They could throw a couple thousand bucks at us. They—they they could own this program. We—this would be the Del Taco stamp collecting hour if they threw some money at us. Yep, brought to you by Del Taco.
3: You're
0: gonna—you're gonna make uh, Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center very mad though if you take their uh, sponsorship away. <laughs>
1: well, you know, money talks. <laughs> hey, Del Taco, if you're out there listening, you can have this podcast.
0: You know, how to sell tacos on eBay. $100,000. Hey,
2: 100000 100,
1: bucks, And uh, we'll talk about Del Taco, macho drinks, and stamp collecting.
0: And how not to spill your drink on your <laughs> stamp collection. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting.